0: Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new monthly edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes today. American Funds Distributors, Inc.
1: It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast
0: presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Let's take a closer look at today's price section with Neeraj Seth. He is head of Asia Credit at BlackRock, joining from our studios in Singapore. Neeraj, thanks for being with us. Uh, some hawkish commentary from Jim Bullard, but he has been a hawk for some time now. He's looking at a terminal rate, maybe five and a quarter percent How does that square with your forecast? So,
1: I would say overall that's not very far from what we would be expecting here. I think the key point here is, as we can imagine, the inflation issue is still very much there. We've seen clearly some slowdown and potentially a peak in the U.S. inflation, but from a Fed perspective, it's still far from the target. So uh, the comments are very much to just keep market expectations in line with the focus on inflation and what it will take to get back to the target.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the internal plumbing that we have going on or that's taking place right now in global bond markets. One of the things that Bullard indicated was that we could see further financial stress ahead, collateralized <laughs> loan obligations, maybe one market that where cracks are emerging already. Are you seeing signs of stress building? You
1: certainly are seeing signs of stress. You've seen, obviously, tightening of financial conditions since the beginning of the year. So over the last week or so, you've seen some easing uh, with, obviously, the market rally and the the volatility coming down. But in general, you're certainly seeing the stress in pockets where you have higher leverage, dollar liabilities. If you take the emerging markets complex, again, it's probably not in the larger markets, but in the smaller frontiers, you're seeing the pressure given obviously the tightness and liquidity of dollar right now, that's obviously going to continue. So you do see that pocket of stress actually emerging, and I think it will continue as we go into 2023.
0: Neeraj, uh, I was talking about the situation in China. We're getting indication that uh, regulators there have asked banks to report on their ability to meet short-term obligations. What What is the story here, as you understand it? Is there financial risk building within the banking system in China?
1: I don't think so. If you look at the data in terms of the banking system right now, you have NPL. The last quarter data was still below 1.7% and special mentioned loans just shy of two and a quarter. Uh, It hasn't changed much. So I don't think it's the issue with regards to risk in the banking system. I think there's obviously a little bit of liquidity management and some pressure on the rate side of the market, which is warranted here, given obviously a combination of expectation of the reopening of the economy and in going into 23, as well as uh, what you have seen, the fiscal push from the government to obviously stem the slowdown that we have seen from a macroeconomic perspective. So I think it's uh, less of the banking system issue right now. It's more around, obviously, some of the push required for to supporting the growth as we go into the year-end and next year.
0: Let's turn our attention to uh, South Korea because uh, the BOK is going to be meeting in the next week. There is some debate as to the magnitude of the next rate hike. There's a lot of inflationary pressure building in in the South Korean economy, but there's also some problems in the credit markets there. Uh, Give me your sense of what what is unfolding in South Korea right now and the risk uh, that the BOK cannot over-tighten.
1: So overall when you think about the structure of the economy in terms of the demographics the inflation longer term trajectory not just the sh- the current pressure you're seeing on on the system as well as the household debt level uh, I do believe that uh, the Bank of Korea cannot continue to tighten for too long all the way to follow the Fed and to some extent, in fact, uh, we'll see the rolling over of inflation as we go into next year and potential for Bank of Korea to go from the tightening to a neutral to potentially an accommodative policy. So I, I think we are at potentially the pivotal point in Korea from a rate of other policy or getting close to the pivotal point in the policy
0: side right now. It's very interesting because they were one of the, uh, it was one of the uh, first central banks to begin tightening coming out of uh, the situation following the pandemic where inflation was really running rampant. And I'm curious too, if, if what you're saying holds and the BOK begins to pivot and the Fed remains resilient in its effort to fight inflation, what does that divergence create for markets?
1: So first of all, the divergence obviously will play through the the exchange rate markets. But just to be very clear, I think it will be a challenging situation for, in general, Asian central banks to pivot towards easing till the Fed is actually on the hiking path. So what you do need as a precondition for Asian central banks to pivot toward easing is at least the Fed going on a pause. So I don't think we are there as yet. And hence, I think that pivot is still probably sometime in the next few quarters. Uh, but you will see, obviously, some of that playing through the effects markets.
0: So I'm curious, in terms of an investment strategy, if you're going to put money to work in bond markets right now, on the bet that rates are going to eventually come down, how do you want to be positioned to cross the curve?
1: So right now, I would still stick with the short end of the curve. I still believe we are in a rising rate environment. Obviously, the markets have been going back and forth between the inflation risk and the recession risk, uh, at, given the comments we have heard from the Fed speakers as well as the potential for the, the Fed to keep going, uh, I would still be cautious or underweight duration in the local markets in Asia as well as in the U.S. or the rest of the developed market and potentially take a more of a longer duration. you probably going into the next couple of quarters as we start to the stabilization in the rates wall in the
0: developed market. That's what we're looking for, stabilization in the rates market. Neeraj, thank you so much for being with us. Neeraj Seth, head of Asian Credit at BlackRock, joining from Singapore here on Daybreak Asia.
1: From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate?